everybody. This is Arch Houston, host of the Human Better Podcast. The intention of this podcast is to talk about us, us as human beings, not as employees, not as athletes, not any XYZ identity. It's about the common humanity that connects us and a growing collective consciousness that has the potential to evolve us. Through the Human Better Podcast, I'll share articles, host interviews, and ask for your participation, all intended to conjure up curiosity and to be a catalyst for courageous change. Personally, I've spent well over a decade earning my PhD in stress and anxiety and learning emotional leadership through the School of Life in corporate America. I coach, teach, and guide humans how to navigate the obstacles that hold us back so we can begin to human better. This episode of the Human Better Podcast is a conversation with integrative nutritionist and dear friend, Fran Benedict of Simply Mindful. One of the greatest attributes of Fran is her candidness about her own navigation of integrative nutrition and how her rawness provides new meaning to the idea of a raw diet and that optimal nutrition comes not from processed foods, but from processing our emotions. Fran serves us with a feastful awareness of ideas and intentions from an inside-out approach to nutrition to viewing food as having primary and secondary categorization. Her share is raw, real, and reminds us of our common humanity that no matter how much we know and have learned, we're still fallible. We can still embrace it, learn from it, and use it to help ourselves and others to human better. Fran. Arch, I know. We have come almost like full circle. And I am thrilled to be here at Land Cruiser Studios. Land Cruiser Studios. (laughs) We'll explain that here in a little bit. What I think is so important about you and the work that you do is how you connect and integrate nutrition and make it a, a holistic part of being better, humaning better, which is what this podcast is all about. And so what a wonderful opportunity to get to hear your insights and your put, put some things in context for people to where they can like listen to what you have to say and the wisdom and the gifts that you bring and use them themselves to human better. I've got a bunch of questions Great. to ask of you. Okay. So the first one being, this is obviously more than a career choice for you. Where does the personal emotional connection to integrative nutrition come from? You know, I think it starts with learning these tools for myself and learning how I can live the best life possible um, and reach my potential in ways that I feel are important for me. And I think that in discovering these things um, and and moving in these directions of learning what nourishes me um, and in sharing that, though it may not be the same for someone else, it opens the door for people to learn to discover what those are for them. Love the use of the word discovery, because when we use the word, use the word discovery, we look at this is an adventure versus something to be intimidated by or scary or scared of or afraid of. Yeah. Did you 
have to navigate those obstacles as you started down this path? Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, it's I I'm still doing that. It's a, I think it's a lifelong commitment you make um, to move through and with these feelings and learn how to better manage the emotions and the challenges um, that come up that inevitably are there to help us grow. Uh, however, um, they can be very difficult and that they can be stifling and kind of keep us stuck at times. So um, learning through that process for me um, has really helped me learn how to be gentler in that process because we all go through it. And our, our minds naturally gravitate towards more of the negative. It's yep. just that, you know, um, and so finding ways to counter that through gratitude and other practices to help us really move through the way, the inevitable ways of life and the way our minds work and the way we are as humans um, to just flow with that process. But it doesn't, it's not, doesn't feel like it flows sometimes. It's, it's totally. But the times that it totally. doesn't feel like it's flowing are the most, you know, possibility for, for learning. So um, it's just, it's all in how you kind of look at it, you know? Yep. And I think uh, we, our, our minds love metaphors and analogies. And, and I, I like to think of that in terms of is we know when we're swimming against the current. Mm -hmm. We know when we're swimming against the current. But those times, those rough patches are oftentimes rapids going with the current that just let us know you are on the you're going in the right direction. It's just a little adventurous right, right. now. And you just sit back in your raft and then kind of enjoy it. Enjoy the ride because that's all it is. Right. It's and just a ride. It's during those times where we're actually able to, to grow and to move forward. So when we can shift the mindset from this place of um, despair, you know, and granted it's okay to feel these feelings, but also to recognize them as a block of like, okay, this is something that's, this is telling me something and you get curious about it totally. and you start to ask yourself, what, what is this? And this is something that comes up for me all of the time. It's not, I haven't figured it out. I've just learned and I'm learning how to, to navigate the process in a way that's going to serve me better. It's not going to make it easier per se. I mean, life is definitely comes with its ups and downs, but it helps me to be able to navigate more smoothly through those more difficult times. Yep. It's giving you choice. Yeah. You're working with it versus against it. Right. Makes all the, your motivations change. Exactly. So specific to all of these things that we're talking about, how does integrating your nutrition in this help you human better? So the way I like to think of integrative nutrition and Simply Mindful uh, is self-care as the heart of healthcare. Okay. And I think that healing begins from the inside out. Nourishment begins from the inside out. So when we can approach our life with that in mind, it kind of helps us to tune inward um, as we move along our health journey to see how our own mental processes or emotions could be driving some of our behaviors. And then that can parlay into anything that can parlay into our into our work that can parlay into our relationships that can parlay into our food choices I like to keep that front and center um, in terms of really tuning into um, what's true for us as individuals uh, to really move forward and again like find things that are gonna work well for for us in terms of our life and how we want to live our life put it into context like put it into context of you like how is integrative nutrition helped you personally human better 
I would say, you know, it's helped me understand the impact of our emotions and how that, let's say, let's say you want to shift your way of eating or you want to shift your lifestyle in certain ways, looking at some of these foundational aspects that are the backbone of, of our well-being. And I, and the, what I see that as is um, basic self-care practices and awareness. Those two things. It sounds simple. However, it's, it's a little more tricky when you, when you get down to the nitty gritty of, of life. Yep. Um, but yep. so if you are, let's say stressed all the time and you're wanting to like change your diet and get healthy, there's not going to be much of a shift for, for you if your stress hormones are constantly being ejected into your system. And, and that's going to impact the way in which your body assimilates uh, food and digests and metabolizes. So looking at some of these behaviors that are impacting everything else is, like I said, the foundation from which is to, to build upon to for long lasting, sustainable change. Why do we avoid it? It's scary. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, oh, you come it's, right up against yeah, like your, totally. your biggest fears. And, and, you know, the more that we resist that, the more it persists, there's kind of like a, um, this fear that we all have. And I think the intention and purpose of fear is, is to protect us, it's you know, survival. so it's, it is a survival. And, and instead of looking at fear as like this awful thing, like it's, it's also, it's all can also be a guidepost, you know, and, and I think looking at and questioning again, getting curious, what is this fear and really tuning into that and then moving towards Towards it, because when we can move towards those fears, is when we really start to have deep transformational shifts in our life. Totally. And but it's scary. It is so scary because there's lots of unknowns. But but that's just the nature of of life. Where have you trusted yourself to be fearful and to lean into the fear and learn from it versus avoid it? Um, there's been multiple, gosh, um, situations with that. Uh, I think, you know, one with you and I working together, um, working on the take a load off program and I was just going to mention that. Yes. And I think I'm like, Oh my God, you know, in Emily and I both like were working together for that initial launch and getting that going. And I was so scared. I was so scared, but then I just kept telling myself, and this is where, again, you know, I also believe firmly for me personally, like in a, a power grader that's helping guide me. So I'm kind of trying to tune into to that and trust trust in the process and trust. trust that things are happening and are being opportunities are being put in my path for a reason. And I can choose to take them or I can choose not. And neither is good or bad. It's just a matter of like knowing you're going to continue to get more information and continue to get closer to what's going to be better for you as you move through the fears um, to see what happens. When we come to that awareness of the fear and the intention of fear and then accept that the reason fear feels as bad as it does is because it's telling us something. It's trying to get our attention. Mm -hmm. And then instead of reacting to that fear and avoiding whatever it is we perceive or to be afraid of and like jumping in with with both feet and going, I mean, you use the word curiosity. I mean, curiosity is it. And there's some courage that goes along with it. And when you start looking at that fear as something beneficial, very similar to, to, to how we feel in the presence of stress, it's just getting our attention and we can either choose to listen to it or we don't, but having the awareness that like, this is, it's here to serve you. Mm -hmm. 
It's here to serve you. Yeah. So pay attention. Pay attention. Ask the questions. And man, it just transforms everything. Transforms right. everything. And like acknowledging, you know, because, and we were speaking of this earlier, you know, like about half of what we think and do is unconscious and mindless. So, you know, when we can um, tune in to words and even language of what internally we're we're that dialogue, that internal dialogue, um, and how that represents our beliefs and then how that impacts how we show up in, um, community and life and, in in the world, you know, and so paying attention, paying attention again, back to what is happening internally. What is that internal dialogue? Um, that's also very important. And, and it's something I, I am always checking in with myself. I mean, even now I'm in transition. I feel like we're always in transition, <laughs> like, or at least I've been feeling that way a lot lately. And so I think that I have to tune in because fear is, I, I see it popping up left and right. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm trying to honor that and I'm trying to move with it. And I'm trying not to beat myself up because I'm feeling it. Yep. And I think sometimes what we can do or have a tendency to do is get down on ourselves because we don't have it figured out or because we're not where we think we should be based on so society standards or whatever it is, or these social constructs that we have, that we put pressure on ourselves to be a certain way when we're all okay. And all we need to do is breathe and we and experience what we have, which is miraculous. And coming back to that time and again, in times of stress or difficulty is something that helps me put things back into perspective because there's so much pressure. I think that we can put on ourselves and, and ultimately we're doing that. Uh, and so like lightening the load, taking that load off. Absolutely. That's the whole point. Yeah. So is, is important to, a good practice um, to help us get out of those um, patterns that that have turned into to behavior traits that we can start to um, unlearn. Yep. So we referenced this a couple times already, and I had this on my list of things to talk to you about. But just so everybody gets the context of it, you know, in 2009 uh, we created the program Take a Load Off for a, a company that we were working for at the time, and it was a very different but purposeful approach to the biggest loser idea be behind weight loss challenges in the workplace. And I think I think the three of us instinctively knew that that was not our intention. That was not the way to go. And we wanted people to learn, not do a, a sprint to see who could lose the most weight. What did you know then that moved us in that direction? And how has that multiplied since as far as things that support that idea of taking, removing the load versus, you know, caloric load versus just like the emotional load and the impact it has on our, how did we instinctively know that this was the direction to go? We operate on different levels. And and this goes back to some of the schooling that I have been in. And um, there's a concept of, you know, primary food and second food and primary food being uh, your emotional well-being, your um, how how fulfilled are you in your relationships? How fulfilled are you at, with work? How connected or, or are you feeling connected to a source greater than yourself? Um, there's th- that's primary. That's primary nourishment. Secondary nourishment is really what you like ingest what mm. you put into your body again pr- cool. primary nourishment again are your your thoughts your your mindset so it's it's what the it's the food the environment gives you 
not not like the physical, but not like apples and meats and all that. It's like what the environment brings out in you. Yeah, it's human behavior and yeah. emotion and what really drives us in our in our lives. What's most important and meaningful to us in our lives. Um, that's what really creates transformation is when we can tune in to what those things are and honor those. And I feel everyone, again, like I don't have the answers for you just as you don't have the answers for me. And, you know, but I feel like everyone has the answers for themselves. And so when you can lay or create a framework um, or a container that can help people tap in to that for themselves, then then you have an intrinsic motivation uh, that people are feeling really good about because they're 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 tuning into into who they are and what they want and what feels best for them um you know nourishing themselves on on that level on that primary food level and what's the connection between the brain and the gut yes well there's there is um lots of this has been a huge area of study that I've really enjoyed learning about um, and the microbiome and the, the trillions of uh, microbiota that are make up the enteric our, nervous system. Yeah. And our, our bodies. And I mean, literally we are 10% human and the rest were like bugs, uh, microbes, <laughs> but they all have an impact on our mood. Um, so, so when we're kind of nourishing our, our bodies um, and our thoughts and our, you know, taking care of ourselves, uh, in these in these self care ways, that's going to impact um, the the microbiota in our bodies. So. Um and all of that can even have an impact on our on our stress levels. And I um, I find it fascinating that uh, we are made up of these little organisms that we're, we're, we are essentially ecosystems. We're walking ecosystems. And um, when we can tune in to also learn how to best take care of these all these microbes like fiber, like through eating high fiber, they feed on fiber. So um, when we can be creating diversity in what we're ingesting, and and when we can also pay attention how our mental processes, because if we're, you know, having stressful thoughts, then that's, again, going to impact these these little microbes in our bodies as well. So, again, it, it just it's a huge, huge um, component of our our immune system. So, you know, our, our gut um, makes up about 80, 70 to 80 percent of our immune system. So these microbes are are a, that's what they that they make mm -hmm. up that. And they're also we have microbiomes that are in our gut, which most people are aware of we also have them in our heart we have them in every everywhere so um i think that uh, as we start to pay attention to the aspects of these little microorganisms through our body and how do we take care of them to really help our bodies thrive um and those little creatures thrive too it's yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing um we have about i think it's yeah 400 times more information going from our gut to our brain than our brain to the rest of our bodies so taking care of your your gut again these self-care practices um and taking care of your body in these different ways is going to really impact um how our bodies are able to perform anything in particular food wise that has a greater detrimental effect on that biome definitely processed foods and ultra processed foods give me a couple examples um so anything that you find in in like a gas station typically I, it's rare unless unless you find unless they have like apples or bananas or 
also like nuts and seeds and things like that are better options. But when you get in, or, or great options, but when you get into like the Cheetos and the Doritos and the, the highly processed foods that, again, ha- have, there's no nutritional value in them. So um, more and more people are consuming um, or have been consuming foods that lack that nutritional density. You know, our bodies are craving and needing the real foods. And again, not to say that it's awful to have Doritos or Cheetos. I mean, that could be something that somebody might want to have here and there, but I'm just, I'm saying as a whole, the consistency of what we're putting into our bodies and how that is ultimately impacting our, our mood and our, and, um, in ways that we're, a lot of people aren't aware of. How about sugar? Sugar. Yeah. Sugar's another, um, that's definitely, um, you know, which again, most people are, a lot of these processed foods are very, very high in sugar or salt or trans fats, which all of those are definitely not good for. Give an example of a trans fat. Um, so any sort of like hydrogenated vegetable oil. So you would find that like partially hydrogenated or hydrogenated if you look on a food label. And typically if you look at packaged foods, the first, you know, if the ingredient list, if it says hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated, and that could be in a lot of, that could be in chips, pastries, soft drinks, um, the sugar, actually the sugar content, not the partially hydrogenated. Keeping those things in mind uh, as you're making your food selections is really important because um, they're, they do, they recap they do wreak havoc if it's they're consumed in you know these quantities in which they're being consumed today and just typically like part like uh trans fats should definitely something we you know want to stay away from they're man-made fats they're not they don't come from like the, a plant or like the beef i mean they do come from a plant but they're highly processed because hydrogen's pumped in and you know they don't come from like the fat that you find in grass-fed beef you know that has the proper ratio of omega-6 to omega-3s a lot of disease and inflammation happens with an overabundance of omega-6s and a lot of that is in our vegetable oils and so shifting to things that have um more of a about the proper balance which is um like three to one as opposed to 20 to one um is what's going to help bring our bodies back in into balance and finding some of these um other oils like extra virgin olive oil or you know coconut oil or even avocado oil um things that are, are oils that are better for our bodies and learning how to utilize those in the day-to-day like for example coconut oil and avocado oil are great higher smoke points so if you're like cooking food at high temperatures using those types of oils or you know extra virgin olive oil is definitely good to use I mean mild heat or on your salads things where you're not using heat at all so just kind of being informed and aware of like what are the hidden things in food even when we're eating out things that we're unaware of they're impacting our bodies which are hidden so many things are hidden from us if, if obviously we're not cooking them ourselves. And not only impacting our bodies, but they're impacting our minds. Oh, no question. Of course. Yeah. There's um, all directly related and connected. And so when when you think about those choices, so many choices that can be made on how we fuel ourselves, Mm -hmm. knowing that the impact has as much as much impact on how we think, feel, act as it does how our clothes fit Mm -hmm. or what the scale says Mm -hmm. is a really wonderful way to put into perspective the importance of and how integrated all of this is together. Yeah, yeah, totally. Very cool. Okay, I have something I'm calling three good things. Okay. And it's three questions that I'd like to ask you before we wrap this up. First thing is, what 
common belief about nutrition is an obstacle to human better? That there's good and bad foods. Mm, Interesting. Explain. So I think sometimes when we put labels on things, we kind of set ourselves up for just situations that a lot of times we will gravitate towards things that maybe, oh, well, I shouldn't be eating that. And and then we reprimand ourselves because we've chosen something that we think is bad. And if you, there's literally a difference between how your body is going to take what you have input into it, a biochemical response mm-hmm. that, you know, whereas, oh, yes, that ice cream, like, oh, no, I can't have it. It's there's it just I can't do it. It's, it's so not good for me versus, yes, that ice cream looks so good and I'm going to enjoy it. And I mean, it's one thing if you're like stressed and you're going and eating a carton of ice cream, that's emotional binging and eating. But if you're just out with your friends or you're having a summer day or whatever, and you want to enjoy something like some ice cream or cookie or brownie or whatever it is, enjoy it. And I think that we have this tendency. um, And like I said, the Cheetos, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's looking at the, what are we bringing in more often, you know? And I think taking the pressure off and this super rigid belief system doesn't help us. It, it it's, has a counter response. Our body responds to it. Our bodies do respond to it because it goes, again, back to our thoughts and the words that yep. and the beliefs that come out and are, are basically represent, they, they represent our beliefs, our words and our, and our thoughts. So if we continue to kind of drive those beliefs in, like that's, it's, it's going to impact, it's going to impact us and our bodies. And so um, I do feel like food is to be enjoyed and to be celebrated and it's an opportunity for connection and communion and it's it's a, it's in my mind, it's a sacred opportunity to really enjoy like the gifts of what we have. How has integrating your own nutrition helped you to human better? I like to think more about adding things in um, as opposed to cutting things out. Um, and that's that's that. that's just the way that I like to pr- work with people, because I think adding in adding in new things and trying, you know, I think, of course, everybody's aware, everyone knows like fruits and vegetables and finding things that are, you know, um, organic that aren't, um, don't have a bunch of chemicals. But again, if you don't have access to that, bringing in the fruits and vegetables is better than not having any. Mm -hmm. Um, I think bringing in the good, the different kinds of fats um, is extremely important for the health of our brain. Our brain is 60% fat. So we need fat. And some people are fearful of fats. And um, I also think bringing in, you know, one thing that I'm really interested in and a lot of like through my culinary or culinary school education and um, continued nutrition education is uh, the importance of fermented foods. So for our microbiomes, um, that's something that, again, trying new things to add in when it comes to fermented foods. And that could look like um, that could be sauerkraut, that could be kimchi, that could be um, tempeh, which is a fermented form of soy. So there's, there's different ways to like experiment and start adding things in um, that are great for our bodies, just to bring in diversity, using it like, you know, using your body kind of like as a laboratory and like bringing in these new things that are health supportive as as opposed to kind of maybe not as much, you know, so. Okay. What integrative nutritional change can someone, anyone, regardless of access or socioeconomic or, or whatever, what change can they make to human better? bringing it back to the primary versus secondary food and looking at what is nourishing you 
as an individual? And what are the things that aren't? And why aren't they? Get, again, bringing back to the curiosity and like asking these questions and kind of getting into some of the root of what's getting in the way of, of feeling more connected with our true selves. And so um, I, I think starting there <laughs> and then and then also to like keeping an open mind when it comes to to food and um, in our relationship with with food. Is it, is it fair to say that expanding your perception of food to include our emotions, our experiences, yeah. our thoughts, our beliefs, all of that is nourishing? Which is the integrative yeah. approach. Exactly. So it takes Beautiful. in all of those components which make up who we, who we are and looking at those as opposed to just looking at piece of pizza that I'm eating for lunch today or, you know, whatever. Like looking, kind of integrating all these other components of what makes up good nourishment yep. for our life. Awesome. Fran, besides Fran at simplymindful.com, how can people connect? Well, they can go to my website, um, simplymindful.com, um, can be reached there through my contact form uh, and through some of my social platforms I can be reached there as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming to Land Cruiser Studios Land and sharing Cruiser, today. This is amazing. I am so impressed by the studio. I can't. Like, how about the view? The view is is incredible. I don't know how you were able to find this place, but um, I'm very the impressed. The rent's cheap. Yeah. Why don't you describe for our listeners the experience of Land Cruiser Studios? <laughs> <laughs> so Land Cruiser Studios is... Um, Made by Toyota and <laughs> and we found a parking space in Arches Land Cruiser uh, and we have the microphone propped up from the rear view or actually the um, the sunroof and we are looking out at Tory Pines at this moment um, talking to you guys or talking with each other. So it's it's getting a little hot in here, yeah, but <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting a bit warm. But this has been a very unique and fun talk. So I agree. Thank you. You're very welcome. Fran is one of the most delightful, kind, lovely human beings you will ever ever come across. I called her a, a light and shining amour, and that is that is that is Fran. So if you want to get more in touch with integrative nutrition, she is your guide. She is a wonderful human being and you will you will cherish every minute you spend with her. So thank you. Thank you, Arch. And thank you for what you're doing with your coaching. And you are an incredible leader and a motivator and inspiring individual. And I feel honored to have been able to work with you for the time that we did at Active and to be able to create what we created. And I'm just happy to be a part of your new podcast, which I'm so excited for. We'll do it again. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Human Better Podcast. I hope in some way this sparked an awareness, provided space for acceptance, or maybe even initiated an action for positive personal change. My purpose in producing this podcast is to create the space for emotional leadership so that we can all human better. This episode of the Human Better Podcast was brought to you by the nonprofit Kids in the Game. Their purpose is to provide kids access to activity so that they live complete and fulfilling lives. To learn more about Kids in the Game, visit kidsinthegame.org. Kids in the Game, every kid deserves a chance to play.